I was the devil, if there's one thing I'd want to confuse you about, it would definitely be forgiveness. That's something that holds so many people back. To be able to forgive totally sets you free. One of the things that I wanted to do in the book, Forgive Your Way to Freedom, was to provide a list of 25 questions that I encourage people to have to answer. And as they go through that, what everyone discovers is that at least to one degree or another, there probably is some unfinished business in my life that I need to uh, square away. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable, that's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle, I'm Brian. And if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. Brian and Janelle Mornings, welcoming Jill Mertz. He is assistant to the president at the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C., former pastor and also radio talk show host. Ooh. Hey, and decades of ministry experience. Welcome, Jill. Hey, good morning. You, you left out. I also mow lawns and I've had <laughs> shoveled snow. So, uh, oh, man. <laughs> yes, lots of experience. When I looked at your topic on the myths that we believe on forgiveness, I was like, forgiveness? Psh, I don't need this. This is going to be for somebody yeah. else. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> as I've shared uh, over the years about forgiveness, I, I've encountered that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I wanted to do in the book, Forgive Your Way to Freedom, was to provide a list of 25 questions that I encourage people to have to answer. And as they go through that, what everyone discovers is that at least to one degree or another, there there probably is some unfinished business in my life that I need to uh, square away. And you know, if I was the devil, uh, if there's one thing I'd want to confuse you about, it would definitely be forgiveness because uh, that's something that holds so many people back. And uh, to be able to forgive totally sets you free. And so... Uh, That's why there's a lot of myths, a lot of things that people think are true that are not true about forgiveness. I want to get into those, or or at least a few. We may not get to all 10, but when you say unfinished business, how do you recognize when it's unforgiveness versus, no, I just remember, and it still hurts? Yeah, that's a great question, Janelle, because you can forgive someone, and and it can still hurt. That doesn't mean you haven't forgiven. You know, uh, if if you go to the dentist and the Novocaine wears off, it starts to hurt, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the healing isn't taking place, you know, and whatever you needed to have done. So uh, don't think that just because, yeah, that still hurts a little bit when I think about it. That doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven. But if it's something that you just can't seem to let go, if you're uncomfortable when this person's name is mentioned, or you can't be in the same room with this person, for example, or um, 
you just continue to relive that hurt. These are signs that there may be, maybe you haven't forgiven. You know, Janelle, I have to say, I've counseled with a lot of people, and and they'll say, that dirty so-and-so who hurt me so bad, and they'll, they'll, their face will contort, and they'll get all upset and angry, right. and then they'll say, but I've forgiven. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen to your heart. Often it's right when it comes to the issue of forgiveness. So what are some of the myths that we believe when it comes to forgiveness? Well, the first, the, the biggest one that I would say, and you've already described it, Janelle, uh, you know, forgiveness, uh, yeah, that, that's such an old issue, and that, that's really not for me. So, um, you know, we need to be like like uh, David, who said, Lord, search my heart, see if there's anything in me that, that I need to repent of, or uh, anything that's impure in my heart. So um, we need to get over the fact when we think that forgiveness is not about me. Forgiveness impacts every life, uh, every relationship, every marriage, every family, every church, everybody. And so this is something that uh, we really need to consider uh, in our own lives uh, on the issue of forgiveness. So the biggest myth is when we convince ourselves, well, that may be good for other people, but it has nothing to do with me. (laughs) Another big myth that, that people have is they think that somehow forgiving is for the villain in my story. In other words, uh, I don't want to forgive because this person hurt me and and, uh, they've already taken something from me or they've already betrayed me. So why would I shower them with grace and give them forgiveness? And that's a myth because forgiveness is not about the villain in your story. Mm. Forgiveness is about you. Mm. You know, there is no one who benefits more than me when I forgive. And frankly, there's no one who suffers more than me when I don't. Yeah. Gil, I was wondering, a lot of times, I think in my life, I I will take a problem and I'll sweep it under the rug. And so then it's out of sight, theoretically out of mind. But those things, they they kind of build up, don't they, and, and back up on you? They, they absolutely do. I'm glad you raised that point. Unless we resolve the pain of the past... These things tend to tattoo themselves on our hearts and they leave scars on our souls. And they impact the way we think, which impacts how we feel, which also impacts then how we behave. And so if we sweep these things under the rug and you know, they're always gonna surface and they're gonna impact how we how we act. It's kind of like if I've broken my arm I can't just sweep that under the rug, you know, <laughs> and well, it'll be okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get over it. No, you need to have that treated. Right. Well, it is also true when we break our hearts. Yeah. And so we need to resolve. And, and in the book, I talk about that a lot. I talk about resolving the pain of the past, restoring my peace in the present and reclaiming my purpose for the future. And forgiveness oh. can do that. having a conversation now with Gil Mertz as we look at the myths we believe when it comes to unforgiveness. And I thought there's no better way to learn than modeling. So I'm going to have to ask for your forgiveness, 
Gil, as I mispronounced <laughs> your name. <laughs> oh, you were so lucky. I wrote a book about forgiveness. You see that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you so, know, and my wife has reminded me of that many, many times. This book <laughs> has come back to haunt me because now when we have a cross moment, she'll remind me, you know, you should be reading this groundbreaking new book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgive Your Way to Freedom, you know, that one. Oh, that's you hilarious. Know. So Not a problem. Gil is assistant to the president at the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C. He's a former pastor, has counseled many throughout the last few decades. And when before we went to the break, I was wondering, Gil, and maybe this is connected to one of the myths we believe, but mm-hmm. when, you're, when the pain that you have to forgive about is connected to someone that's passed on, mm-hmm. what do you do in that situation? Oh, that's such a good question. I'm glad you asked it. And it does uh, lend itself to one of the myths about forgiveness. You see, um, our culture teaches that you don't have to forgive if they don't ask for forgiveness. If they don't apologize, you're somehow not obligated to forgive. But the Bible teaches, I must forgive regardless of my offender's response. And so whether this person ever asks for forgiveness, and in your case that you mentioned, Janelle, maybe uh, this could be a parent or or, or, uh, someone in your life who's no longer alive, or maybe they've violated you in such a way that um, they're in prison, or or you just may not have any correspondence with this person. Um, You must forgive regardless if they ever ask for forgiveness. Because again, this is not about them, this is about you. And so I must be willing to extend forgiveness even before they ask for forgiveness. And and this is so biblical because um, even though I must repent to receive God's forgiveness, God is always ready to forgive me. Even before I repent, God is standing waiting to forgive Jesus, you know, he didn't say, well, as soon as you ask for forgiveness, then I'll die for you. The Bible tells us that Jesus died for our sins, even as we were sinners. Amen. And so, uh, therefore, you know, uh, again, for my own peace, my own victory, I need to be able to forgive regardless of their response. So if someone has passed on, for example, for my own sake, my own peace of mind, for my own victory... I need to extend forgiveness to anyone that who has offended me. And what about restoration? That's another word you brought up. Ooh. It feels good to think that forgiveness will restore. I mean, there's things you can't restore, but mm-hmm. at least relationship and the mm-hmm. dynamic between you and the person. But as we move on, it's hard to forgive because there's some people that continue to re-injure or that feel dangerous to get around. How do you yeah. implement forgiveness in those situations? A couple of things there that are, that are important. First of all, it, it's part of the myth is to think mm-hmm. that forgiveness means reconciliation. It doesn't. Okay. Now, I've been saying up until this point that forgiveness is something I must initiate. It's something I must do. But mm-hmm. reconciliation does require two people. So, Janelle, if you and I are ever going to be restored for you mispronouncing my name. Right, um, exactly. <laughs> it is going to require both of us, you know, agreeing that, oh, you know, that's no big deal. But, but yeah, in a yeah. serious, you know, situation, yeah. uh, to restore a relationship, 
uh, requires forgiveness, but also the person who injured me must be willing to repent, to acknowledge that, yes, what they did was wrong, to ask for, for my forgiveness so that that relationship can be restored. Again, I can forgive them, but we won't have a relationship until it is reconciled, and that does require the other person. And so, uh, and I, again, I deal with that separately in the book, how to restore a broken relationship. Yeah. But, but my job, if, if I'm trying to restore a, a broken relationship, is to always be ready, to always, you know, be in a position to forgive. And when that person wants to restore that relationship, you know, to try to do that. But let me also say, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that now we have to be friends again. Mm-hmm. If, you're in, if you're in an abusive relationship, God does not expect you to continue that abuse. Get away from that person. If that person is a repeat offender, you know, you can forgive them, but just as, as best you can have nothing to do with them, you know, until they're willing to change their ways. Forgive, but move on. Is there one more myth you can share with us that we believe? Yes, that I haven't forgiven unless I've forgotten. That, you know, the old saying, forgive and forget. Right. I'm having a hard time forgetting. It hurts. And and whenever I I remember, does that mean I haven't forgiven? Okay. Let me set your audience free. If you're trying to forgive and forget, stop it. Stop that right now. You know, when we forgive, we don't press some magic delete button in our brain and now we never think about it again. No, you, you will remember. But through forgiveness, you can learn to manage your emotions instead of being overwhelmed by them. And in my book, Forgive Your Way to Freedom, which is published by Moody, by the way, I teach you to remember how to forget. You'll never forget the past, but you can learn to remember the past a different way. And when you are able to do that, that's when you can at least control your emotions and manage your emotions. And the less you think about it, the easier it will be to forget. I know you said you've counseled a lot, so I'm going to need your help. Please help us, ladies, because we got good memories, but we want to do a good job at forgiving, you know, let's say specifically our spouses. So can you just unpack what you said at the end in terms of remembering the right way in a way that's godly and that really represents forgiveness? Again, in my book, I provide a list of questions that you need to ask yourself if you're having a difficult time forgetting. Now, let me let me say very strongly, there are many examples where, where you may be a genuine victim. You have been legitimately hurt or injured or violated, and you are a victim. But oftentimes, it's never where you're 100% the victim and the other person is 100% the villain. Yeah. There are many circumstances where, you know what? It's a little bit of both, or I may have contributed to this, or maybe I've never confronted this person, and I presume that they know they hurt me when they may have absolutely no idea that they hurt you. Um, And so by learning uh, to to remember in a different way, it's a technique where we, we just a lot, we, we get more information about, about the situation because a lot of times we are prejudging. We are mm-hmm. hurt, and so therefore we will draw conclusions that may not be true or at least accurate. Mm-hmm. And so by, a lot, by, by getting more information into the situation, what you'll discover is that, you know what, um, 
I think I may have misjudged the situation. Um, and that will also help set you free. Let me mention one other one real quickly. Yes. And that is the issue of empathy. Jesus was the greatest example of empathy when he prayed, uh, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing as they were spitting on him and cheering his death at the, at the cross. If we can remove ourselves from the center of the story and try to understand what kind of a broken person would do something like they did to me or say something so hurtful, what was going on in their life that is broken in them, it will really help you understand and have compassion for them instead of anger. In my book, I share the story of my relationship with my father and what really helped me understand my father who was a very abusive man, both physically and verbally, as I began to understand how he was raised by his dad, it really helped me understand why he acted the way he did. And I was moved with love and compassion more than anger or, or resentment, and it helped me to forgive him. Oh, I love that you say that because it actually, my, my dad was a great dad. But just like I'm imperfect, he wasn't perfect either. And so there were some things he's passed on that I've had to forgive. And with empathy, it helped one day when he shared with me and said, I wish I would have been more emotional with you. I just didn't know because my dad never was. There you go. I was just so like relieved. It was decades of like, wow, I missed his side. Like I didn't even think of the world through his eyes. Oh, that's a great point. You see, that whole time, your dad was loving you the best way he knew how. He just didn't know how very well because it wasn't modeled for him. Yeah. And and, and this is true, if you know, for, for a lot of parents. We have to get it right the first time. It's not like we can raise a bunch of kids right. and then, okay, I think I got it. Now I'm going to do it right this time. <laughs> right. We do a lot of things right, but frankly, we all do, you know, we do some things that we wish we would have done differently, yeah. but we did the best we knew how at the time with the information that we had. And that's why we need to give each other a lot of grace. And that includes mm-hmm. forgiveness. Amen. What do you do with forgiveness when it's in connection to theft? Like you can't get it back. And if there's been some serious loss with that, how do you handle it? Um, once again, you, you've been violated. You, someone has taken something from you. Your job is to forgive them for what they did. Now, that doesn't mean you automatically trust them with money again. They'll have to earn that trust. But if there's to be a relationship restored, that person will have to make restitution for what they stole. If they refuse to do that or uh, they, they won't acknowledge that, then you won't have a relationship, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean that you can't forgive. That is your job. Yes. And with God's grace... And my book, you can do that. (laughs) Sounds good. Gil Mertz on with us. He's assistant to the president of the Family Research Council. You can find all of what we talked about and more, like eight benefits of forgiveness, four ways God forgives you. All of this in his book, Forgive Your Way to Freedom. It is Moody published. We can get your hands on his book. Go to brianandjanelle.org. And Gil, can you tell us where people can connect with you to learn more about your ministry? Gilmertz.com. Yes, that was good. Yeah. If you go to Gilmertz.com, you'll see right uh, in in one of the early tabs that a forgiveness inventory where you can ask yourself those questions to see how good of a forgiver you are. Sounds Mm. good. Gilmertz.com. Thank you for being on, Gil. Oh, great job. What a pleasure to be with you guys today. God bless. Hey. 
Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So go ahead, look down, hit that button right there and subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello? You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app, and you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. 